I said, okay, you have to give a check for a deposit. Well, she says, no check. I give you cash. I said, okay, one <laughs> minute. She walks out to her car. I kid you not. She comes in with a white kitchen trash bag with a bank bag that could barely zip with just staffed with hundreds. Like she had enough to pay the full balance right there. <laughs> this is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhino Nation? It is your host, Brent Bowers, the land man. I have a great episode for you today. A mother and a son team, they're out there just taking massive action. They literally sent a very small portion of postcards. They just dove in headfirst. And they did their first deal within a very, very short amount of time. They actually made a huge mistake while they were doing it as well, but they still were able to do a deal. This is actually the owner of a title company that I've used in the past, you know, many, many years ago, which is incredible is because this owner of this title company teamed up with my father and they did a land deal together. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into it and introduce you to Kim and Ernie. All right. All right. We've got Ernie and Kim. How are you guys today? Good. How's it going? Good. So good. You know, I'm really excited to do this. This is a very special interview in my heart. It's a very different interview. You know, I had the pleasure of, you know, meeting your mom, Pat, at the title company. I actually did some land deals many years ago. And now you and my father are doing land deals at the title company. But before we get into all that, Tell me a little bit about yourself. We'll start with you, Kim, and then we'll go to Ernie, which is Kim's son, which is also an aspiring real estate investor. So let's start with you first, Kim, because I know you have a lot of experience in the real estate industry. Okay. So basically I grew up in the industry. Like you said, my mom owns the title company. She's always mm -hmm. been in the business. My father, when he was alive, he owned a real estate company for over 40 years. I had taken a different path, hadn't planned to do real estate. I actually went to school to be an elementary school teacher and quickly changed my path into real estate. It's just in my blood. Just started going with the real estate. I've been a licensed realtor for over 20 years. My son, Ernie, basically, I've always known about the wholesaling, but he was the one that kept harping on me. And yeah. this is the way you do it. And, you know, come on, we got to get on board. And when I finally looked deeper into it, I was like, okay, let's go. That's what fascinated me the most. I remember our first conversations like, look, my son, Ernie, came to me yep. wanting to invest in houses. So where are you doing real estate at? Where is your- Okay, so brokerage? I'm located in St. Lucie County in okay. Florida on the Treasure Coast, but I have a real estate partner and we work together and we actually work with people from St. Lucie County down to Broward County. So well, it's about an hour distance-wise, drive-wise, but we have a lot of experience, you know, between the two of us in all the areas. And we have our north as Palm Bay, Daytona. Okay. We just recently did one in Orlando, actually. So. so really a huge part of the East Coast of Florida. Fun fact is okay. this podcast, the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, was actually founded in St. Lucie by the head rhino himself, Tom Kroll. So super mm -hmm. fun back there. And then 
How about you, Ernie? What are you up to? I went to school for engineering, civil engineering. I wanted to major in structural. About more than halfway through it, I really just wasn't happy. I was struggling and I couldn't justify, you know, making 75 grand a year and being a slave to the corporate system. I kept seeing this guy on TikTok, you know, about wholesaling, wholesaling, wholesaling. And, oh, I sell four pieces of paper and make all this money. And I kept begging my mom and begging and begging and (laughs) explaining and oh you don't need college to be successful and all this stuff and you know and then she finally just kind of said okay were you already in college for engineering i was yeah i was more than halfway done what college at the U down in boca i wasn't happy you know i really wasn't happy i wasn't doing well i want to be financially free you know i love it hey leave it to tiktok to screw up someone's college life (laughs) (laughs) yeah well Let's hear about a little bit of this process. I know, Ernie, you had been doing some master classes as well as you, Kim. You guys were educating yourself on houses. So I'd like to hear about that and kind of where things led. You were telling me, you know, your first win that you guys just had the other day. Yeah. And I was just so like blown away by it. I was like, we got to do a podcast. I mean, if you think about it, it's a very unique way to make money. You know, like you're basically a middleman and all you do is basically fill out a piece of paper and then, you know, you get a check at the end of the closing and it's just like, why would you not want to learn how to do this versus, you know, go work a nine to five for 10, $12 an hour. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're solving a seller's problem. A distressed seller, you know, that wants to sell their house or they can't pay their bills or they need work done to the property, you know, so if you can solve somebody else's problem, you know, then why not? Absolutely. Why not? Well, let's talk about one of your deals that you guys have done. You guys want to get in the hot seat? I'll hold your feet to the fire and let's see exactly how this deal works. So uh, let's start from the very beginning. I think you sent out some letters. Is that how it started? So what happened was, is that, well, the way beginning was, like, I just have to say, I was very thankful that I was able to speak with you and pick your brain because when Ernie first came to me and we were talking about it, you know, I'm a realtor, so I know traditional real estate, this is the process. And, you know, what he was telling me is, you know, we're going to take this property, we're going to buy it, and then we're going to sign the contract. Well, the confusing part for me was, And you even probably know this because when I first started working with your dad some time ago and we had to do an assignment, I thought we had to rewrite this purchase agreement, rewrite the contract. And at that point, that's when I realized there were other forms, there were other documents and that you provided for me. And I was still like in the gray area. So, you know, I got to pick your brain a little bit and then I picked your dad's brain a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I finally got my answer. You got to be careful picking my dad's brain. Be very careful. (laughs) I know, but your dad has taught me a lot anyway. So at that point, I said to Ernie, I said, okay, let's do it. And I think you had sent me information I'd learned from you where to do the postcards and whatnot. So I got with the lady for the postcards and we didn't have a lot of money, you know, to spare at that time. So I just did 200 postcards. And the funny part about it is, is, I mean, I'm pretty computer literate. Ernie's better. But when I went to set up my mailing list, I don't know what happened, but she sent me the proof. And I just figured, yeah, it looks good. I didn't even really pay attention. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. The postcards went out. And the first phone call I received 
the lady said, I'm in West Virginia and I've received your postcard, but I don't want to sell my house in West Virginia. I'd like to sell my land, you know, in Okeechobee. And when I went back and looked at the proof that they had sent me that I never looked at, the mailing address was in the postcard as the property address as well. But out of 200 postcards, I got two phone calls. We secured one deal and it was like the high, so to speak. Like it was the adrenaline rush. It was just like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Like we finally did it, you know, like finally. So anyway... At that point, Ernie started advertising, you know, in places on, you know, social media and stuff that he knew. I started to advertise, but I also started to Google like places that I could list this piece of land for sale. And I did make one mistake as I like to write the initial contract for 60 days for closing. And I've done it a million times for your dad and I forgot to do it for myself. So we only had 30 days. <laughs> so <laughs> right around day 10, I start to panic, so to speak. And I'm telling Ernie, we got to sell this land. We got to sell this land. Well, then I start looking for, you know, a mortgage. Like, can I get someone to give me the money, you know, to do a mortgage? Just, I mean, the piece of land was like, it was $18,000. I mean, it was nothing. So anyway, Ernie comes to me like on day 12 and he says, it was like day 20 or 25. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. But he comes <laughs> to me and he says, why don't we call Bo and do a JV deal, you know, call your dad. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And boy, I called your dad. He said, okay, you know, and I had consulted with him prior to even making the offer because I surely did not want to make a financial mistake for us. And he already knew the numbers and he put the signs out. He put our numbers there. And within a day, he was showing someone the property. The next day he was meeting me at the title company. We were writing the assignment. And within two weeks later, we closed. I mean, it was amazing. I was like, I want more, you know? I'm getting the victory bell spun up. <laughs> we're going to hold that. I had to run behind the computer. It was at my desk there. Okay. But before I do, I want to hear what the numbers are. But let's not give the numbers away yet. And I just want to mention this. You took action. Yeah. Like you sent out postcards. You got, you screwed it all up. Come on. We did. We like, really did. And not just you. The mailhouse screwed it up too. Yeah. She knows better. Sure. And you didn't look at the proof, but look like imperfect action. And I mean, you got a 1% response rate too. You got two phone calls from 200 letters. That's incredible. And you got literally a conversion with yeah. 200 postcards. And then let me just make a note of this. Everyone needs a good smart engineer on their team just to sit back and start <laughs> like think of things like, hey, why don't we call Bo? You know, I, I was, you know, like I'm working, you know, helping out my friends and stuff and I'm doing late nights and it just, it hit me one night. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why don't we call Bo? <laughs> and then, you know, I got home at like two in the morning or three in the morning and I said, mom, I said, why don't we call Bo and do a JV deal? <laughs> she's like, oh man, I didn't even think of that yeah and you know back like, to those postcards the reason i didn't look at the proof i was so desperate to get them out that friday and here it was thursday at four o'clock i'm driving home from the title company which is a 45 minute drive i see the email come up and she's like we have to have payment by five o'clock in order for these to go out on friday so i'm driving texting in my credit oh, card gosh. not even looking at the proof and then it goes out Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. With your dad, like, Bo, he just jumped right on it. Right it's on It's almost it. like 
Better call Saul. And I'll tell you what else happened was when we did the JV deal, in my mind, I was so desperate. I was like, yeah, and Ernie and I will at 50-50 with you. You know, do you have a buyer? You know, I was just so desperate because I was like, I can't fail on the first one, you know? So anyway, when we started talking and whatever, you know, the checks are coming to an LLC. And so Ernie and I are together and your dad was himself. So it was going to be a 50-50. Well, halfway through the conversation, your dad says, well, wait a minute. And I said, what? He goes, you and Ernie, you're two and I'm one. So that's three of us. We'll just split it a third, 33 and a percent each. And I was like, all right, sounds good to me, you know, but like, just not greedy, just very generous in that respect. And that helped a lot because then made it feel a little bit more worthwhile, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, my dad, he's always like looking out, looking out for the other guy. It taught me a lot in life to do that. Well, how did you guys end up selling the thing? I heard signs. I think I heard Facebook from another source. How did you guys find your buyer for that piece of land? I think it was pretty quick too, wasn't it? Right. So what happened was in Ernie's right, two, three o'clock in the morning, I was sitting out front. I was brainstorming. We're night owls. And he came home and said, you know, call Bo or whatever. I could barely sleep. Couldn't wait to get up the next morning to call him. When as soon as he said yes, he says, all right, I'll take a ride out to the property. Well, he went out to the property that day. And I mean, he sent me pictures. He put a Jugunda sign out there. with both <laughs> of our phone numbers, the, the size of the property, the amount, I believe he put the price on there, went a couple thousand above what we were willing to settle on. So anyway, he sends me all the pictures and I didn't even really have pictures of the property. And maybe that was the downfall for us that, I mean, I'm in Okeechobee all the time. I should have went out to the property, took my own photos. I was just using like Google Maps or whatever for the photo. So learned right there. So then the next day I was at the office and he texted me and he said, I'm meeting a lady from Lantana, which is about 45 minutes away. Well, probably an hour and a half away to the office. Yeah. And I'm meeting her there at one o'clock. And I said, okay, you know, let me know what happens. Well, then he texted me a little bit later and he said, she's running late. It'll be 1.30. I said, okay. Well, then he called me at about 2.30 and he says, are you at the office? I said, yeah. He says, I'm bringing her over. She wants the property. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I quickly, you know, get the contract, you know, and I'm all ready, the assignment or whatever. And we go in the back room and she's Spanish and doesn't speak English. Yeah. But she had her daughter there and her young daughter, who I think was 12, was translating. So I was trying to explain everything the best I could and whatever. And she haggled on the price a little bit. So we went 2000 down than what we initially were asking. And she says, I said, okay, you have to give a check for a deposit. Well, she says, no check. I give you cash. I said, okay, one minute. (laughs) She walks out to her car. I kid you not. She comes in with a white kitchen trash bag with a bank bag that could barely zip, which is staffed with hundreds. Like she had enough to pay the full balance right there. (laughs) And we shut the door and she just starts counting out 5,000. So then I got Valerie and I brought her to the back room and I said, here, I want you to count this with me and verify it. We gave her a pay. I couldn't believe it. Holy cow. I said, you better not keep that in your car. And she had a little backpack. She goes, I don't want to keep it in my backpack. What if somebody steals it? She's land banking. She was just buying the land to keep her cash safe. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so that's basically how it went. I mean, Ernie can tell you where he advertised, but I just basically advertised on land.com. I did get some hits, you know, as far as you can see, like how many people viewed it, how many clicked on the phone number and whatnot. And then I put it on Facebook Marketplace. And then Ernie, I think you had some groups or something that yeah, you put it just, in? Uh, just in some Facebook groups. 
you know, just advertising, you know, investment groups and stuff like that. But going back to what you said about, you know, taking action and stuff, it's just, if I see something and I see it over and over and over and over and over again, I got to try it just because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and not be able to do what I want to do or live the life that I want to live and struggle and all this stuff. Like, that's not for me. I'm not dumb, you know? So like, I don't want to not struggle and i kept seeing it over and over and over and over (laughs) and over again like day after day after day and like my thing is is you meet somebody that has a lot of money right versus me and my mom what makes the two of us different absolutely nothing we're human the person that has a lot of money or is making a lot of money they're human so it's what do they know that we don't know that's what you got to find out and if you don't have the motivation to do that you know why wouldn't you And I'd like to add one more thing to that. It's what do they know that you don't know, but what do they do that you're not doing? What's their mindset? You know, like, do they take action? You know, like, are they all talk? You know, are they risk takers? You know, like, to me, like, my thing with money is, like, I'm always going to make more of it. So, you know, if I take a risk and I lose it, you know, I can get more. That's okay. You learn from your mistakes. But what happens if I take a risk and it pays out? Absolutely. And it's like, okay, so they know something different or they might not. They take action or they pay someone to take action or they found the partner to take action. You know, kind of like you guys, you know, partnering with my father went out there and met that like he has great success selling land. He does incredible because he meets the people. And like, I'm really bad about going and meeting people about land. My team doesn't even meet people on the land and we could probably increase our sales just by doing that. But let me tell you, it's dangerous too, because he'll meet them on a Sunday. And a lot of these people he sells land to. That's their only day off. So a lot of times they're like coming out to the country, they're checking out the land and they want to have beers. Yeah. And sometimes my dad's like, no, 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 thank you. And it's like, you're almost like disrespecting them by not taking, like when someone offers you a glass of water, it's like, they want to give you the gift. They want you to accept the gift. So it's a little dangerous too. You got to be careful with that. You can have too many beers in the woods. It's a valuable lesson. And you guys just went out there and took action. All right. I think we've held the listeners long enough. Let's break down some numbers. Let's talk about money. Okay. What did it look like? Okay. So when the woman contacted me with a piece of land, you know, I always ask the question and I do this in my real estate business. Like, what do you think your property is worth? You know, how much, yeah. What is it worth? And, you know, in this case, I asked her, what would you be happy with? You know, oh, I even like that. Right. Because you also have to remember, and I know you and I have talked about this and I've talked about this with Ernie. She doesn't have a house on the property. It's just a piece of land that she invested in for whatever reason. She's not emotionally attached to it. So, you know, looking back on it, I probably, we could have probably got it for a little bit less, but I didn't want to risk. We finally got one on the hook. Let's do it. Let's not yeah. be greedy. Get in the boat. Yeah, exactly. Let's not be greedy. So anyway, she said she was looking for 20,000. 20,000. And it was like 0.69 of an acre. I said, okay. So at that point, that's when I consulted with Bo and, you know, we talked about the numbers and whatnot. And he said, offer 18. And so I did, I offered her 18,000. You know, a lot of times these sellers I've learned in the industry, they say things that they really shouldn't be saying. Well, I'd be happy with something close to 20. That means you're not getting 20. But -hmm. if you tell me I want 20,000 and it's firm, I'm still going to try to come a little under, but I'll probably pay the 20. And you have to come a little under with the psychology of it because there's something called seller's remorse. Because if you agreed immediately to 20,000, 
she might go out there and shop it more because now she's like, yeah. oh no, Kim and Ernie, that was too easy. They're willing to pay 20. No, I think I can get 25 now. And they start going out and shopping. They don't take your phone call. And eventually they will find someone that pays 25 or the lady from Lantana. So or you 30. have, yeah, or 30, we have to negotiate. Yeah. So anyway, so I offered her 18 and I just told her, I said, that's pretty much the best I can do for you. You know, and I said it would be all cash and, you know, buyer will take care of all the closing costs. So you will net out 18,000 at closing. So she was thrilled to death. So right away, you know, I drew up the contract and I sent it to her for e-sign and she did e-sign it. And then we were advertising it for 30. And then when we brought Bo on board, I said, why don't you put it out there for 28? I said, because, you know, that's what we're going to take. My dad always taught me in the real estate industry, if somebody wants 500 for their house, better to put it at 499.9, you know, because yeah. it, it's just a mind thing. It looks better than 500,000 to the buyer. And Bo said, no, he says, so I'm going to put it up there for 30. And I said, okay. And sure enough, I mean, that was it. The lady came in and then while I was preparing the contract in front of her, because I was handwriting this one, she asked me if the price was negotiable through the daughter because they were translating. And I said, well, what did you have in mind? And the mother said, ask her if she'll take 25. And I said, no, 25 is too low. And I said, to be honest with you, I said, I've got a couple other people interested. What is the highest you're willing to pay? And she thought about it for a minute and she said 28. And I looked over at Bo and he nodded his head and I said, okay, 28,000 it is. She did the same thing. She didn't want you having seller's remorse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So smart. I love it. So you sold it for $28,000 yeah. and you had it under contract for 18000 Like what was that? $10,000 profit? Yeah. $10,000 and we split it between the three of us. All right. Here we go. Victory bell time. For anybody that's got headphones in their ears, I'm about to blow them. So hold on. Take them out. <laughs> Thank you. All right. There's a there victory Hey, $10,000 on your first deal that you sent out. How much did it cost you to send out those 200 postcards? You know, it's funny. I think it's $149, I think it is. What I didn't realize back in September, August actually is when I started putting my feelers out about this. And we never finally took the step and said, okay, until this transaction and this set of postcards, which was a couple months ago. But I was given a $50 coupon that I never used until this past mailing because I happened to find it in my email. So it was $149 and not very much time worth of work. Although there was a lot of sleepless nights for me <laughs> prior to bringing Bo on board. But yes. other than that, yeah. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember those sleepless nights. And I'll tell them, sometimes our partners or our sellers become, you know, pillow buddies. And I'll let you do the math with that. That's basically like we're thinking about them in the middle of the night. But guys, I've got a $50 credit for you right now. You can use this website and anybody listening to this, head on over to thelandsharks.com forward slash CRM as in customer relationship manager. You will get a 14 day free trial to this software plus a $50 mail credit. So you can actually go out there and start mailing just like Ernie and Kim did. So go out there and start taking action. And if you know someone, you know someone that needs to hear this, like these guys are resourceful. They're taking action, making mistakes. And sometimes our mistakes pay us huge money. So let me ask you, Ernie and Kim, how many letters are you sending this week? Okay, so we just did another mailing and we still only did 200. They went out Friday of last week. So a week ago today, 
And so far I've gotten four or five people who have contacted me. Nothing has transpired. A lot of these people bought in the height of the market in 05, 04, 05, 06. So there's really not, you know, too much that I can do unless they're very, very desperate, you know? Let me teach you a new technique right now. If those sellers want a higher price, give them the price, but you give them your terms. You want to pay principal only payments. Principal only payments, basically that takes the balance down every single month. And you go out there and find a buyer that's willing to pay a little bit more each month at an interest rate. And oh, now you have a arbitrage. Thing. So a seller that, can thing? Exactly. That's all it is. It's part oh. positive arbitrage. I do that in my real estate business a lot with the seller financing. There you go. Guys, you heard it. 200 postcards just out taking action. At the end of the day, this all happens like Ernie just said, you know, figure out what your mentors are doing or the people you want to be like, figure out what they know, figure out what they're doing and taking action and just go out there and take the steps and do it. Be resourceful. You know, sometimes we've got to squat up or find other people to joint venture with. We always bring something to the table like Ernie, the smart engineer thinking at 3 a.m. in the morning. Kim out there running the title company and being a real estate agent and then just knowing people like Bo out there just doing deals and going out there and hustling and driving out and meeting at the property. You know, when you first find something new, you know, there's always the question of, is it a scam? You know, oh, is this real? Is this legit? It is. It's real. You know, figure out how to do it. Learn as much as you can. And, you know, if anybody's afraid or anything like that, just try it. I didn't really think it was a scam. But it was always in the back of my mind, you know, there's no way it's that easy. There's no way it's that simple. You know, you just do this, this, and this, and then, you know, you can close the deal. You know, it really is just that simple. Just got to take action. And, you know, it's not a scam, you know, living proof, you know, it can really change somebody's life. That is so incredible. And I'll tell you, it just gets easier. I'm doing a deal right now with the developer. He brought a piece of land to us and we've got it under contract for around $4 million. Wow. And we already have a letter of intent from a huge national builder for $12 million to buy it. From wow. us. So I'm actually, you know, bringing in some other investors right now to raise the funds for this deal. Cause I don't have 4 million sitting around. Maybe I can call the sweet lady from Lantana. She might. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So they just get easier. They just get bigger. My first deal made me, you know, I bought for 285 and sold it for 5,000. So they just get better and better. Guys, any parting words that you want to leave the Rhino Nation wholesaling audience before we go? I just say, take the chance. I mean, I sat on it for about five months before, you know, I took action, you know, and said, okay. And, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't want to not say yes because he was going to do it anyway. And I wanted to make sure that he was going to succeed. I was going to succeed, you know, That's right. very intelligent. So I trusted him. You know, I would always tell her, you know, look, like if you're not going to do it, like I know how to do it, you know? So like, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if anybody's skeptical or they're, you know, thinking it's a scam, you know, it's your life, you know, if you're working a job and you don't like it, and money's everywhere. You just got to know where to look. And it's never, I can't, it's not, I can't do it. It's how can I do it? Take the time, learn, invest in yourself. And, you know, you might be able to change your life one day. People think you need money to do it. And the only money you really need is that first set of letters or postcards. I mean, I've got a stack of postcards behind me, a thousand postcards with labels that are printed up that all I need to do is slap them on and put the stamps on for, you know, another area that we're going to target, you know? Instead of just using the mail company, you know, just do it yourself, you know, spend, take 200 bucks, 
you know? And if you get one phone call, two phone calls, just do it. And that's the thing. So many people think that they need to spend their own money to start mailing. I guarantee you there's someone that knows, loves you and trusts you and wants to see you succeed in your life. Your next door neighbor, your mother, your brother-in-law, your sister, your father-in-law. Yeah. That would probably help fund your mailers. Me and my wife used to sit in our basement at nighttime and write letters. Wow. I just got to do it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being on. God bless. I'm so happy to see, you know, you succeeding. I still remember that first phone call we had together and it just makes my heart swell knowing that you took action because so many people don't. So thank you so much for being on Rhino Nation, the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you yourself want to see if real estate is a good fit for you or maybe even land, head on over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Again, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule a call with our team. We'll see what your real estate investing goals are. And if we feel like we're a great fit, I'd be honored to coach you and get you the success that Kim and my father and Ernie have had. And also guys, get out there and just start mailing, start taking some action. I gave you the link. That's the landsharks.com forward slash CRM as in customer relationship manager to get a $50 mail credit mail today for free and a 14 day free trial to start using this service to start getting your mail out the door right away. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.